Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Today, we are talking about the trends and challenges that are coming through social media apps, TikTok, all the different apps that our kids are visiting and are playing a huge uh, role in what our kids do out of respect because oftentimes I know you're listening to this podcast with little ones in the car, so we do not want to give any thoughts or ideas, and we certainly don't want kids searching for things. But I am going to say this. Teens and tweens have been doing risky activities. They've been uh, partaking in certain shenanigans. They have been adventurous. They've been creative and innovative for decades. That part is not new. You and I did things that were probably questionable when we were teens and tweens. Now, there's a greater consequence for many reasons. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Equipped to Be. So to follow up from the previous episode with when to give your child a smartphone, this episode, we're going to talk about addressing online dangers with our kids, whether that be TikTok challenges, trends, whatever is going on, whether it's in the school or just with their friend group, dares. You know, we used to hear dare, I double dare you. Now they don't use those words. But it's the same mindset where, try this, the cool kids do that. Everybody's doing it. The peer pressure, if you want to be part of us, then you need to do this. Those are red flags, but they are happening, and they're happening more frequently. See, many trends start when kids get bored or they're trying to gain followers. Boredom's good. When our kids are bored, it can lead to very innovative ideas because they learn to see a problem and solve a problem. But It can also lead to them doing things for attention or to fit in with a peer group they would really like to fit in with. And we have to consider that. I recently did a segment on uh, the news, and it was just on this very thing. There was some challenges going around, and parents uh, were very concerned about their child's safety. Yes, absolutely. We should be, always. You know, but the truth is, our kids have engaged in risky activities, some more than others. Some of your children, risk taker is something you noticed about them from the get-go. They were willing to just go anywhere, do anything as little toddlers. They didn't have any fear of anything. But yet some kids, they were naturally reluctant to try something. They, They were looking for your approval. They were looking for your vote of confidence that, yes, that is a good thing. So if you have several children like I do, you could easily see the difference in your children from early on. That's something we want to be mindful of in our kids. Which ones are the ones that are likely to be challenged to do something or might think something is kind of fun? Perhaps they do something before they think about the consequences. The trouble that we have to consider, the thing we have to consider, maybe not the trouble we have to consider, is the exposure that our kids are facing now. It used to be just at the local school or in your community or with just their their peer group. 
But now it's constant. It's a constant barrage of activities or challenges that your children could very well be seriously hurt or harmed. So like I said, kids often try things for various reasons, and we want to be mindful of that. So that ties in perfectly with when to get your kids a smartphone, because if you don't see them being able to be responsible with things prior to being on a smartphone device or having a smartphone device, maybe you loan them yours to do a school assignment or to do some research, and before you know it, there are places they shouldn't be because they got distracted. But it starts with knowing your child. Every child is different. I, I say this often. They see, they hear, and they experience the world in their unique way. So parents, we have to convey warnings and concerns in a way that that child understands. It just means that you have to think about the words you put together. Because you could say one thing to your child who may, more, may be more of a risk taker, and they'll be, yeah, yeah, and they blow it off. They just, it's like, oh, whatever. And you have other children, you'd give them the same words and they'll be like, absolutely, mom, I will never do that. And if you have children on either of those spectrums, you know exactly what I'm talking about. One way to help your kids with the dangers, even if they don't have a smartphone, I promise you, their friends, their cousins, their grandparents, even you, they have access to it. And they hear about them. Whether they have access or not, they hear about it. And their friends can put them up to certain activities. And when they get caught up in the moment, all reason can go, you know, for lack of a better word, out the window. Use news stories. Use things that you hear from other parents in their friend group and ask your kids, hey, have you ever heard about this? Do you know anybody that's done that? Can I just say, don't start with, have you ever done this? you're immediately going to cause the wall between you and your child to go up. They're going to get defensive. If I say yes, I'm going to be in trouble. If I say no, I'm lying. And they're already caught in a conflict. Let's not do that. There is another way, and that is bring up what you've heard, what you've seen, ask them about their friends or those that are in the community. What have they seen or heard? And ask your child if they know somebody that has done something. Maybe it's at school and, and they don't want to mention them. Oftentimes, kids don't want to mention. Why? One, they're afraid of retribution or retaliation. If they say something, then it might get out or back because you may say something and they're afraid. That's real. It's very different than what it was. There was a time when if we said something to the parents, the parents would actually be grateful and tell us thank you. There is more of a chance now that they'll be defensive and they, they'll deny that their child's ever done anything. So we have to be careful about how we approach those topics. But just go with the mindset that kids are concerned. They probably do. I think statistics, studies have shown that, you know, even with cyberbullying, out of 10 children, Nine will not tell their parents, only one will. Only one. And you may think, oh, my kid will, my child will. Are you sure about that? I was pretty sure many times mine would say something only to find out that they didn't. Fear of being cut off from their friend group, fear of getting in trouble, fear of you thinking poorly of them or being disappointed in them because they knew better. 
But don't be surprised if your children don't want to say anything. But leave the door open if they want to just drop hints, or you can even ask them, how have you helped someone? Has somebody asked you for advice? Create that trust between you and your child that they will come to you, that they will ask you. Be careful that you don't overreact. It's so easy. We want to immediately say to our kids, why would you do that? Well, have you ever done something and somebody actually could have said to you, why did you do that? And your best answer is, I, because I wasn't thinking. I got caught up in the moment. And help your kids understand that what they see online isn't always safe and it isn't always for their best interest. And it's also not always accurate. Oh, this is safe. You should try this. And it might not be safe. So we want to teach our children while they're in our home, through our conversations, to be discerning and wise, to be critical thinkers. Some people start these different trends and challenges just so they can get likes and followers, so that they can become, quote, an influencer, or so that they can uh, get contracts, sponsorships, brands will give them money, pay them to do these. And yes, that does happen. And your children can be like, oh, mom, no, you're just old. And you say, hey, I just want you to know I, I, I know this. This does happen. And you need to trust me. Here's some points to mention when you're talking about your kids and being uh, safe online. And, and that is online privacy. We don't want our children to give away certain characteristics about like valuables in our home, if they're doing a video or where they live or where they go to school or personal information. We certainly do not want them to do anything of the image and picture wise. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm actually going to have a guest on the program in a few weeks. We're going to dive into cyberbullying and sextortion and things like that because you need to understand uh, what your kids are facing. You're not facing it, I promise, because you have more wisdom and discernment, but your kids are prime targets and they are being targeted. Also, emphasize the importance of passwords. Your kids know about passwords, but have you gone into great detail to explain the importance of them, why they are a safeguard, why they're like a barrier, a wall, to protect you from the bad guys. I would always tell my kids, the door locks on the inside. And it's not to keep your kids in. It's to keep the bad guys out. We put protection on our devices, not to keep our kids from having fun, but to keep others from having access and hurting and harming our kids. And they need to understand the cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, like I said earlier, it's real and it happens often. And children need to know that if they tell you, and go back and listen to that episode uh, last week, I'll link it in the show notes. Go back and, and listen to that episode and talk to your children. Give them a strategy. Give them words. I'm not interested in that. That's not my jam. No, that's stupid. Or whatever word you want to say, but give them words. Words are like tools. And at any moment, they can pull out what is needed to be able to handle awkward situations. Peer pressure of trying something that is not in their, your child's best interest or it's not in your family's best interest. 
if we want to keep our kids safe from online dangers and trends and challenges, we've got to teach our kids to think critically. Give them the skills to evaluate any resource, any source for accuracy and reliability. This is key. We can find out pretty much most things by a few keystrokes. Now, I'm not encouraging you to even do more screen time than you are, but we do want our kids to kind of be sleuths. We want them to be little detectives so they're not easily victimized or preyed upon. Discuss the prevalence of misinformation and and the way a, a word can be twisted to mean something that it really doesn't mean. You have to help your kids develop a healthy skepticism. And then responsible online behavior. I mean, encourage your kids to treat others online with respect and kindness. I'll tell you, friends, there are certainly a lot of haters out there. You have an opinion on anything and you're going to be attacked. Your kids need to understand that, which is why we do need to limit where we go, what we do, and what we say. And we, if we think about the other person on the other side of that screen that might be reading it, it becomes like a filter. You know, let the words that come out of your mouth be kind, be good for others to hear. These conversations actually help your teens navigate the online world of safety. And of course, children don't do what you expect as much as they do what you inspect. And I know that's a hard one to follow because our kids know what we expect. Now you can tell your child, hey, I want you to go clean up your room. We expect them to go to their room and clean it up, don't we? Only to find when they come back and say, hey, I'm finished cleaning up my room. And you're like, okay, let me go look at it. And they break out into cold sweat. And they're like, no, no, mom, don't you trust me? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to inspect what you've done. I just want to make sure that it's to the level that our family cleans our room. And then you go in and you say, okay, great, thanks. Or, hey, why don't you try that again? Remember, children do what you ex- what you inspect, not always what you expect. We want them as they get older to do what we expect them to do. But checking in, asking questions, good communication is always helpful. And of course, spend time. There's the quality and quantity time. Kids need both. They need our eye contact. They need our time. They need to do things with us away from device usage of any, whether it's you know, a desktop or a smartphone, or it's an online class, pull them away and show them how delightful God's creation is, how much fun it can be not watching other people live their life, how they can be present right now with what they're doing, that they can be creative, adventurous, innovators, that they can take that time of being bored instead of wasting it on mindless scrolling watching life go by instead of creating the life and living the life that God has for them. And don't be afraid to do some history checking. And this is hard for parents, and I know it is, because your kids are pretty savvy. They can go incognito. They can do things that you don't even know they're doing. But that's where we go back to trust, conversation, putting parameters, telling them, why this is so important that they do not succumb to the online challenges and and trends that they see, that others do not have their best interests, not always, some do, 
their best interest in mind, and we is our job to protect them. And you know what? Even if you don't understand technology, you don't know how to set up parental controls, you don't know how to do any of that. It's pretty easy to learn, but it's also important for your relationship with your child to have those conversations. Because I've talked to so many parents over you know, many, many years, and they, they change the passwords to everything frequently. And I had this one woman tell me one time, she goes, yeah, I've changed all the passwords. And by the time I kiss my child and say their prayers and walk to the door, they've already changed the passwords. Kids are savvy. They're smart. And I know a lot of you don't have those tech skills. I didn't. There's many things I still don't, but I know that God is watching and you want to teach your children that God sees all things. God is watching not to place fear, but for them to know that they were made on purpose, that God has a plan and purpose, and that they can absolutely get themselves and find themselves in all manner of trouble when they do not listen to what you're teaching them. And that's a travesty if that happens. So we don't want that to happen. Pray with your children. Talk to your children. Be discerning. Listen. Talk about the trends and challenges. Stay informed. You cannot afford to not be informed. Does not mean this, and I really want you to hear me. We do not live in fear. There are a lot of things that can happen. There's always been dangers. There's always been things to be concerned about with our kids. Always, and there always will be. But we don't want to parent from a place of fear. We want to parent from a place of confidence and joy, knowing that we're doing this life together, that as they grow and mature and they show and display responsibility, that they show that that they're not going to be fallen to the latest trend that happens online, then we make adjustments. So as your child grows and changes, then we adjust. And when our children misstep, which they will, then we also adjust again. And we tell them, hey, we want to be able to do this and this, but with this responsibility, with this access comes responsibility. And we're going to do this together. You and I, we're a team, we're a family, and our family is there for each other. We love each other, we trust each other, and we'll be honest with each other. And God always sees what we say and do. And God's going to lead you as you raise and train your children. And we want our children to trust the Lord with us, with their thoughts and, and questions and concerns. So I hope this episode was helpful. I know it was very important conversation that we had in the studio. And so I wanted to bring it to the podcast where I could expand on it. Again, I can only touch on the highlights and just a couple of points when I have just a few minutes. And I'm so grateful for the podcast. I'm so thankful for you. I've said this before, but please, if you have enjoyed Equipped to Be, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Connie Albers, on Facebook, ConnieAlbers.author. You can also find us on Pinterest, on Twitter, and go to ConnieAlbers.com. You'll find a list of all the podcasts we have produced up to this point and subscribe to our newsletter. That's the fastest way to get our newsletter and get the next episode in your inbox ready for you every Wednesday morning. And go ahead and download. You can find us pretty much where all the podcasts are. 
And that way they'll pop up in your feed and you can listen to us Monday through Friday whenever you're in the car line, whenever you are having nap time or your quiet time. Our goal is to strengthen you as parents that are leading the children in a very critical time in life. God bless. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.